Gathers is Washtenaw County's food rescue and food bank program. Every day throughout the year, we fight hunger where we live. Call us at 761-2796 to find out how you can volunteer, how you can donate money, how you can donate food. Call us at 761-2796 to find out the role you can play in fighting hunger. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe that means I have Half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday at 6.30. And right now in Ann Arbor, the Ann Arbor Film Festival is going on. It's the longest-running independent and experimental film festival in North America. It was founded in 1963, and it runs now through Sunday. And there are quite a variety of films showing. Narrative films, experimental films, documentaries, animated films, funny films, disturbing films, wonderful films. Just about any kind of film you can imagine outside of the mainstream. And there is quite a vibrant film world out there. So if you don't have a chance necessarily to see films outside of the multiplexes, this might be a chance to try something new. And this being a show about food, you may be shocked to find that I'm very interested in films that have food as a metaphor or food in the title or food as a theme. And there are a number of wonderful films at the film festival with that in mind. I just talked to the director of a film called Coffee Futures, and we'll hear that in just a moment. But in the first first place, let's let's have a little conversation ourselves, shall we? You, me, and Otis Redding with some cigarettes and coffee. I mean, I'm going to pass on the cigarettes. I'll have some coffee, though. Otis? It's early in the morning About a quarter till three Talking with my baby over cigarettes and coffee, and to tell you that, dog, I've been so satisfied, honey, since I've met you, baby, since I've met you. been around and all the good looking girls I met they just don't seem to fit in knowing this particular sad yeah but it seems so natural darling that you and I Coffee. 
Nothing but joy, no cream, no sugar. That's Cigarettes and Coffee by Otis Redding. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm Mike, and this is a show about food and culture. And waiter, there's culture in my food, and there's coffee, too. At the Ann Arbor Film Festival, many, many interesting films. On Saturday at 1 p.m. is a series of films under the collective title of All That Lies Between Us. And... How would you describe these films, All That Lies Between Us? It's a combination of discovered documents, secrets, artifacts that have inspired stories. And one such film is called Coffee Futures. And I spoke to the director, Zeynep Gersell. She directed and co-produced it and also contributed some of the graphic design as well, among many other things. And she teaches at the Department of Anthropology at the University of Michigan. And let's, let's listen in on the conversation we had. Coffee Futures is my first film. It's a film that weaves together um, a very widespread practice in Turkey, which is reading coffee fortunes in the grinds of coffee cup, uh, you know, in the grinds of coffee, and Turkey's 50-year story of trying to get into the European Union. So, actually, it's kind of weaving together what I thought was uh, an intimate and friendly group of conversations with something political which I suppose, I'm thinking, if you were to watch C-SPAN and try to learn all about Turkey's attempts to join the EU, you could spend many days watching it. But in the lives of someone in Turkey, it's something that's a part of their everyday life and can be woven into a conversation about a, a coffee fortune. That's absolutely true. It really has become, the EU accession process has become very much a part of everyday discourse in Turkey, whether you're talking about animal rights or human rights or art or traffic or 
um, exam standardization, EU accession comes up all the time. What I wanted to get at is basically how people talk about the future. And does it matter how we talk about the future? Does, that, does how we talk about the future shape the future? And so I took personal futures, which is what's referenced when somebody reads your coffee fortune, and political national futures. And rather than say, this is a history of Turkey's 50-year attempt to get into the EU, um, I wanted to give a sense of what it feels like to have to be a member of a society whose future is constantly debated, both nationally and internationally. So it's really, hopefully, if the film succeeds, it's about um, getting you to experience what it feels like to be having your future told constantly, rather than telling you about the historical process. So in that way, it kind of combines uh, an ancient, an ancient way of communication with modern attempts to communicate. True, although coffee is not ancient. Coffee came into the Ottoman Empire sometime around the 17th century um, and was in coffee houses you know, predominantly in the 18th century and then went to Europe from there. So I'd hate to say that this was an ancient practice. Um, but actually today both of these are very modern practices. One of the things that's important perhaps for viewers who might not be familiar with this practice to know is it's a very playful form of knowledge production. Nobody takes it. I mean, there's a saying, don't be without your fortune, but don't take it seriously either. Don't believe in it. So uh, all of the people in the film are amateurs. This is, you know, my neighbor, my grandmother's neighbor, a colleague. Um, it, it's really a way to just have a conversation, but in a context where you can have an intimate conversation, talk about fears and hopes and desires and all the things that the future makes us think about without losing face, because after all, it's just playful. It's about, you know, what's in the grinds. And um, I think it's important to kind of remember that people get that it's, it's playful. And it's also a way to share with other people. Absolutely. In fact, one of the women in the film, um, when she was talking about why you know, she did this with her friends, said, really, it's a pity that the Europeans don't do more of this. Maybe they'd have to go to psychologists less often. <laughs> and do you sometimes uh, engage in uh, coffee fortune telling? Um, I have. I'm not terribly good at it. I, I make up things mostly. But um, I have very, I've been in, interested in coffee fortune telling as an everyday practice of communication for years. So over the years, I don't even know how many times I've had my fortune told. Uh, I worked on this film for about five years before I, I got to shoot it. So um, in that time, I had my fortune told by lots of different people. Several of the people in the film have actually been reading my fortune for, you know, 10 years or more. Um, surprisingly, the fortune doesn't change all that much. Uh, what are some other thoughts about the film and making of the film that comes to mind? Well, one thing that really was interesting to me is how widespread this phenomenon is. I think perhaps second to soccer, I'd say it's the most widespread shared cultural practice in Turkey. Really? Uh, coffee fortune telling is? Uh, yeah. And, and coffee is a very social thing. In uh, Food in general is a very social thing in Turkish culture. Um, but coffee especially, you know, for example, my grandmother, who has a brief cameo appearance at the beginning of the film, is uh, 93 years old. She's had a cup of coffee every day. 
um, for the last however many years, and I don't think she's ever had a cup of coffee alone. That would be something that was inconceivable to her. Uh, there's a nice Turkish expression, you know, the coffee's just a pretext. Uh, what the heart wants is conversation. So I, I think uh, the film for me was very much a way of acknowledging just how important conversation is in Turkish culture and how food and drink become a part of enabling conversation. Of course, political conversations are also important, but part of what I was trying to ask is um, how do you have genuine dialogue when you have such power uh, inequalities between the conversation partners? When you're fortune-telling... I don't know if you necessarily have an inequality, although there is the teller and the tellee. So although it's not an inequality, it's, it's a different kind of social um, interchange, too. I absolutely think it is an inequality in that no matter what the relationship between the two people is before somebody has um, picked up the cup to read your fortune, it's a social performance, right? So when somebody picks up your cup and is going to tell you your fortune, um, regardless of whether it's playful or not, at that moment, you, the person seeking their fortune, is in a vulnerable position. You're there because you want to know something about your future. And momentarily, regardless of what the relationship was before that act, momentarily, the person with the cup in their hand, um, you know, has the knowledge, is in a position of power. And obviously, that was an idea that I was playing with. Uh, for the political analogy in the film. Um, but I do think that there's an inequality there. The film is pretty much a series of interwoven conversations and understandings, and but then at the end there there's a piece of music. The piece of music is a lovely song sung by Moises Arsoy, and the song um, roughly translates as, if only I were a cup of coffee. And there's an expression in Turkey, there are many expressions that reference coffee because coffee is so important in Turkish culture, but the, exp the expression is, if I were a cup of coffee, you would be indebted to me for 40 years. In that, if I gave you a cup of coffee, the social value is so high that for 40 years, um, you know, you, you would do things for me. And the song at the end, the song actually is about a love story. You know, uh, I gave you my life. Could you not even turn around and look my way? It's about a woman who sees an old lover walking down the street. Um, but obviously in this case, I used it in the film because the film actually was released exactly on the day that marked the 50-year anniversary of Turkey's first applying to uh, enter into the EU, what was then called the European Economic Commission. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, I hope that people enjoy it. You know, for me, it's a great thrill to be part of the Ann Arbor Film Festival because I'm from Istanbul where this film was shot, and my new hometown is Ann Arbor, so I feel like the film has enabled me to bring uh, one hometown to another hometown. So I hope people enjoy it. Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Mike. It's quarter to seven. Coming up at seven o'clock, Face the Music with Arbolf. And I was just talking there with Zainab Gersel, 
who has made a film, Coffee Futures, that's showing at the Ann Arbor Film Festival. Zainab Grissel directed and co-produced the film. She teaches at the Department of Anthropology at the U of M. And the film is about 20 minutes long. It's an intimate, friendly film and an interesting film and an enjoyable film. And go see it. It's at the Ann Arbor Film Festival. It's among a collection of films that begins at 1 p.m., on Saturday at the Michigan Theater. All the films at the film festival are at the Michigan Theater. You can find out more about them at aafilmfest.org. aafilmfest.org. Now, let's listen to that song that we talked about just a moment ago by Moises Ersoy, whose music is at the end of Coffee Futures. And again, it's a, a group, it's a series of conversations, intimate conversations, friendly conversations with a sense of humor. And then there's music at the end. And it sounds like this. Do you? 
Wazes Ersoy, and that is a song that appears at the end of Coffee Futures, which is showing at the Michigan Theater as part of the Ann Arbor Film Festival. It's one of a group of films that begins at one. And again, aafilmfest.org is the way you can find out about all the films at the Ann Arbor Film Festival. I want to mention from about.com this information. The first record of a public place serving coffee dates back to 1475. Kiva Han was the name of the first coffee shop, located in the Turkish city of Constantinople, now Istanbul. And the idea of doctoring up one's coffee with cream and sweeteners came into fashion in Europe around 1529, when the first coffee house in Europe was established. Vienna was invaded by the Turkish army, which left many bags of coffee behind when they left the city. Franz Georg Koschitzky claimed the coffee as the spoils of war and opened a coffee house. He introduced the idea of filtering coffee, coffee as well as adding milk and sugar. Coffee has had quite a role in history and conversation and in politics. In London, a small coffee shop run by Edward Lloyd in 1668 was such a business hub, it eventually became the still-operating Lloyd's of London Insurance Company. And the Tontine Coffee House in New York, established 1792, was the original location of the New York Stock Exchange because... So much business was conducted there. Well, there you go. I want to talk a little bit more about some of the other wonderful films at the Anora Film Festival, many of which happen to be about food. Also on Saturday at 11 a.m., the festival presents The Kids Are All Right, a mix of colorful short films for filmgoers with a youthful spirit and, most importantly, to a food show. That includes a seven-minute film called Pickles for Nickels. And there you go. Also, the group The Little Bang Theory will perform live at the Michigan Theater They're going to play an original composition written by Frank Paul to a stop animation film from 1934 called The Mascot. Let's listen to a little bit of Little Bang Theory right now. This is Tumbleweeds. It's not food, I suppose, unless you saute it, but there you go.
tumbleweeds. Again, saute them first. Other, uh, if you don't, they're a little dry. But tumbleweeds by Little Bang Theory. Did I mention they play all on toy instruments? They're going to be at the Michigan Theater at 11 a.m. playing some music to an animated film, a stop-action film, actually, as part of the Ann Arbor Film Festival. Don't miss the film festival. Look it all up at aafilmfest.org, now through Sunday at the Michigan Theater. I also want to mention on Saturday there will be a one-hour feature called Tehran Has No More Pomegranates at 7 o'clock. The introduction quotes a writer from 1241 A.D., who says, among other things, that Tehran is a large village near the city of Ray, full of gardens and fruit trees, that the village's several districts are constantly at war, and that they grow excellent fruits, notably an excellent pomegranate, which is found only in Tehran. And the introduction also calls the film itself a musical, historical, comedy, docudrama, love story, experimental film. You can't miss that. That's Saturday at 7 at the Michigan Theater at the Ann Arbor Film Festival. Before we wrap up here on Pandora's Lunchbox, a quick mention of some agricultural news. Federal regulators say they've been holding hearings looking at competition in the agricultural industry. Some officials in the Obama administration have said they're uncomfortable with the increasing control that a handful of corporations have over the nation's food supply. So there, the meetings are expected to examine competition in the seed, dairy, poultry, beef, and crop industries. Meanwhile, Grand Rapids is getting ready, wants to start its own farmer's market, its own its own food market along the lines of the eastern market, only this would, of course, be a western market because it's going to be in Grand Rapids. A group of business leaders, including Dick DeVos, is trying to get together, make plans, get funding, get grants, and everything they can do. It would be near downtown Grand Rapids, a large indoor market, similar to Eastern Market in Detroit, in Grand Rapids. So keep our eye, we'll keep our eyes out for that, and we'll keep you posted. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox for at least a half hour. I've been Mike for much longer than that. You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Coming up in a moment, Arbel will help us to face the music. But face this now, Lambert, Hendricks, and Ross, Farmer's Market. I just can't resist playing this song. I've played a version, a solo version by Annie Ross. Her, her song is just wonderful. And this is a version when she was with the vocal group Lambert, Hendricks, and Ross. Are you ready? You ready for the beans? Get ready for the beans. Here they come. Once was a girl and she was right from the sticks Thought she'd go out to the market one day And hey, we could sure say of the town She was the toast, really the most We don't want to boast, but Scads of lads would all surround us It's sick as sure would hound her She worked in the marketplace What did she see? Crew cut and cute with a crazy goatee What a blend He was the end selling beans Dressed in his jeans What a buy she Was her to buy I got beans at the bargain, little girl Won't you step right up Cast your eyes upon me where and you will have no other care There'll be no other worry there if you see the crazy bear You'll have when they are clean to cook the crazy on the table I got the fresh dessert the morning from the backyard And I picked them all myself I hope that you would come along and buy my beans Because well, what I'm trying to say is They taste so good They taste so very, very, very good Take advantage of them, Mark, come and apply some We got spring beans, snap beans, lima beans We got the very kind of beans that I would like to put right in your pressure cooker Pretty baby, don't you see what I mean? They're the finest beans, pools of beans they are the best beans that you can find in this or any other marketplace. What are you trying to prove with all your talk of beans? Yes, I know that they look crazy, but they're just beans. Only beans 
It's 7 o'clock in the evening. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement, and we're broadcasting from high atop the basement of the Student Activities Hotel in Ann Arbor. We're very near the uh, the geographical center of the city, uh, specifically the geographical center of the uh, University of Michigan Central Campus. And it has been proven that the closer you get to the center of this campus, the more expensive everything is, right? I mean, even a can of soda pop or anything, you know. I mean, I, I think you're, just a regular prophylactic costs like $5. But if you go out to, uh, you know, a couple miles away, it's down to, well, never mind. Um, tonight on Face the Music... We're um, celebrating the Ann Arbor Film Festival. What is this, the 48th Ann Arbor Film Festival? Yes. Mike? That's amazing. Nice tribute to the festival that Mike just did. And we want to encourage everybody to expand your minds by going down and participating in this wonderful tradition that we have in this town. Check out the movies at the Michigan Theater and the whole uh, uh, filmic and cinematic culture celebration that's going on. Um, including, uh, Mike, can you tell me again, I'm going to bring the microphone up here, can you tell me again, the Little Bang Theory, who you were kind enough to play, they are um, they're performing, uh, let's give us the details, yeah. Okay, Little Bang Theory are going to be performing as part of, well, many of the things at the film festival will be in the form of groups of films, mm. it's going to be a group of films called The Kids Are Alright, wouldn't mm-hmm. you know, At starting at 11 a.m. on Saturday. I mentioned that it's going to be a film called Pickles for Nickels, which is a food reference, I'm happy to say. Also, the 